You're listening to the Owner Build podcast, where each week, Paul Hemming from C-Link interviews experts on how small and medium-sized developers can level up their business through intelligent construction management. Hello and welcome to episode 20, would you believe it, of the Own the Build podcast with me, Paul Hemming, and my old amigo, Liam Curley. How are you doing, Liam? Great, thanks, Paul. How are you? I was lucky enough to see you this week and uh, it was fantastic for the first time in a few months, wasn't it? Was it was a it was a strange experience. <laughs> I'll tell you what was strange. I saw since since lockdown, you, you seem to have got yourself a nice stylish new wardrobe. I don't know what's been what you've been spending your time doing, but new shirts, new shoes, very fancy. Well, it was one shirt. <laughs> <laughs> don't paint me in the pet. This is a wrong picture you're painting. Me. <laughs> I That's what shirt. I'm trying to do. I'm treating myself to new. Shirt. I had no need to. Uh, you know, it's been eighteen months. And, uh, you know, yeah, I had a new shirt. <laughs> you had a new shirt. So today's episode is a topic that I think is going to resonate with everyone. It's all about designing and selling unique homes. And I am genuinely, genuinely excited about welcoming today's guest. But I am terrified that I'm going to mispronounce her name. But I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go here. So today's guest is Carolina Adamczyk. Yep. Is that? Adamczyk. Oh, I yep. nailed it. Uh, who is the Chief Visionary Officer at Adam Cheek um, and co-founder of Property Sisters. How are you, Carolina? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't have a new shirt. I'm sorry. Oh, I see. <laughs> N- I just got my do. lockdown just... outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still in mine. Liam, Liam is the only man who's treated himself to, uh, to I've been world. out again today. That's why. <laughs> twice. Twice, twice in one in, week. Uh, 18 months now. Twice in 18 months, yeah. So... Um, I only wear hoodies recently, so you know yeah, I haven't hoodies, gotten to slippers. that point of actually leaving and seeing other people. <laughs> <laughs> almost there, though. Almost there. You're busy looking after your puppy, aren't you, Caroline? Yeah, so you've sure, got you've got more sure. pressing things. Yeah. So, as I understand it, Adam Cheek, and I'm pronouncing that correctly as well. Yeah, Adam Cheek. We say it. Mm-hmm. Adam Sheik. Okay, so you guys yeah. are a, a, like a design-focused company who help property developers create unique developments that increase the perceived value of, of the development. Hopefully. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about you, uh, Carolina, your background and, and your business? Yeah, for sure. So my background is in something else. I've been in banking most of my career uh, and I left uh, four and a half years ago, almost five years ago, I think now, um, to pursue designing homes. And this is because when I was already in banking, I was doing my projects on the side, small renovations. And then I saw a gap in the market of men coming and wanting to sell quite well. However, then putting in like the crappiest specification, not styling it. And uh, and I just started helping, helping, helping more uh, male developers typically. And uh, that's how the business started. Uh, However, we have completely transformed it since then. So we're going to be five years in July. We were, you know, styling and uh, doing a bit on interior design initially, but we came to realize that that's too late to think about uh, selling the scheme or selling your project because, you know, you have all this time that you're building to prepare for sales. 
Uh, and there are methods that we now recommend. We were very big on uh, off-plan sales, of cre on creating this identity that people love even without a building being there. Uh, and saving our clients uh, a lot of money uh, in financing throughout the build. So yeah, we've evolved. So building an identity before the build is there. So even even before show apartments and yeah. incredible. We've got to, we, we, we've we've got to get into this because this uh, this I think people are going to find this really really interesting. And I read I read one of your articles that you wrote, and in one of those articles you were referring to a study of. I think it was about 2,000 participants by Vika, I think is the name of the, of the company who did it. And it found that the average Brit judges a home in just 38 seconds, which means that barely stepping through the door, you've already completely decided what, you, what your perception is. How, how, so how does that then impact everything that, that you do? Well, we want to create houses that look like Pinterest boards, really, you know, like uh, when you look at the marketing materials, especially because that's kind of the big focus, you know, you haven't built anything yet, but you've already designed it. Um, so, you know, you can build a CGI that completely sells the dream, that is super aspirational, that uh, really targets your market. Um, so for us, that is how we create a first impression. Ideally, you know, if if there is if someone comes to us for a show home, okay, we're gonna create that first impression with the show home, which was some really beautiful styling as you come in, maybe a smell. Uh, or if someone comes to us for interior design, we're gonna help them create specification and the correct layout. However, in the ideal case scenario, we can design the identity of that scheme. Uh, maybe 12, 18 months before you are rolling it out. Um, so that by the time you are coming to practical completion, everything is reserved, if not sold. Uh, you know, you've exchanged on these, on these uh, apartments and it's happy days, you know, <laughs> exit, happy exit. That's what we're, we're after. So it does, does sound fantastic. You, you keep on mentioning the word identity. I'm a sad sad little qs so i don't understand <laughs> anything about design or creativity yeah. how do you get that identity how do you give that to a development it's it's a brand really that you're creating we create brands for every project uh, something that people can you know look at and go i would love to live there that's me and um, so it's not going to be your vanilla it's not going to be same same sea of gray that typically a developer goes for because they agree with the contractor a, uh, some sort of contract and contractor chooses the uh, everything in, internally uh, and the developer might not get involved in that so much you know whatever fits the budget and then he's left with a product that is that doesn't really stand out on the market however he carries all of the personal guarantees on it right so he should really be invested in that process a little bit more uh, so we are preachers and we're Educate, uh, educating quite a lot of our clients on create something different that people will love, that it will that will be immediately, you know, no comparison to everything else that's on the market. Uh, and once you create that brand, you know, the same sneak, Nike sneaker is created in a Primark factory or the same car, you know, has two different brands created in the same factory. So basically that's what we're going after. When you have a brand, it sells better and it sells faster. That's what we call identity. Okay, and and you also mentioned um, aspirational design. What is it that is giving people this emotion so early on? And going back to that thirty-eight seconds, what is it inside us? And what are the things that trigger us 
to want to live in, in a certain home? I think it's a feeling that you get from something and we're all about, we want to create a very luxurious feel. It doesn't have to be what you con typically consider luxury. That word is probably a little bit overused, uh, but, but it's something different that looks um, really elegant and chic, like our name. Uh, and, and it has the same modern feel to it. Yes, just something that, that really stands out to the buyers. And very often we want the project, you know, the brochure that you look through to be like a lifestyle magazine, uh, the CGIs to have some close up and some, um, you know, external interiors uh, so that you get a feel for what you're going to uh, get when you when you purchase that that home. How you're going to feel inside the home. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. So we, we create everything in-house. You know, there are many agencies that outsource CGIs or outsource this, you know, outsource a website, but we're control freaks. So we want to control every part of this uh, because ultimately, you know, it all adds up to that feeling. Uh, someone looking through a brochure and thinking that's an expensive design. So this person, this developer has put so much thought into my new home. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's probably going to be of a better quality than any anybody else. So that's where what we're going for, like a Pinterest board on your brochure, on your website, you know, that people immediately identify with. Currently, so I know you said luxury is a bit of an overused word, but I just use that for simplicity. So obviously different people, different markets have different, perceptions of what they see luxury so do you have a process for how you work with the developer to identify who this product is going to be for before you start working on the designs yeah so the developer provides feedback we do our own research uh, on the area we speak to the estate agents as well that the developer typically has in mind or maybe some that will be uh, that they're already in contact with or that we know. Uh, but often we also we don't want to be leaders. Uh, so we don't want to be followers. We want to be leaders. So there is a little bit of pushing the boundaries with us. Uh, obviously, it still has to be sellable and it needs to appeal to quite a wide audience. Uh, but the sort of projects that we work on, which are nine to, let's say, 40 units, you know, it's still it's not 300 units. So so you, you do not need a thousand or five thousand buyers to that, that this appeals to. Uh, you need a smaller number of really design focused buyers that will fall in love with it. So we will, you know, design to the current trends, design to the market that we want to approach, but also we will put that push the boundary a little bit further. So just to make our client like slightly uncomfortable that maybe this is too much, but they do appreciate that. that that's why they come back, you know. How granular would you get with breaking down who this is for? Could you give us a, like a kind of a picture of how far you would go with that? Because obviously you're trying to find a balance between personal enough where that's exactly what I'm looking for, but big enough where you're going to sell these to, you know, there's a big enough market. Yeah, I mean, quite often there will be a few buyer types in a development, even small ones. So we're working on one down the road uh, from me, Queen's Park Residences, where there is just nine units, but there are three luxury homes, houses, uh, 
five or a million each. Actually, two of them exchanged today. Oh, and congrats. yes, it's a big day because uh, you know it's uh, with the client that we work close with. We, we've done fifteen projects for them, and uh, also um, they have before they came to us. They haven't uh, done the off-plan sales. They were always show home and launch. Uh, so for me, that's like a huge success to to show that this works. Um, so there are three of these like luxury houses, uh, four bedroom houses, uh, three apartments that are kind of standard two bedrooms and a couple, three, I think, penthouses, like really luxurious, enormous uh, two bedrooms. So it's interesting because all, all of these will appeal to a different market, you know, family, maybe someone with a luxurious apartment to someone from abroad and then just a standard two bedroom house. So uh, it's it's breaking those down, but then also connecting them together because the, it's all branded as one project. Uh, so, you know, any anyone who's looking at that branding, at that marketing materials will need to like think of their product. So while we, we don't go down to um, their name is Elisa, and they live you know down the road but it's kind of just attracting the design conscious buyers in the neighborhood and creating something that is quite you know specific for here that that buyers love but uh, also thinking of why is that person going to buy a two-bedroom flat why is that person going to buy a four-bedroom flat and so a lot is down to specification and also layouts because obviously each of these like different markets will need something different from their house um, you know how you work around it, and 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 how you how you live in the space is really important for us. Um, so we focus on that quite a bit as well. I told you this was going to be fascinating, didn't I, Liam? I told you. You'd, yeah, I, yeah. I knew this would be uh, tickling your fancy as well. Coach. I didn't doubt it. <laughs> I mean, interesting, and and a lot of people that we talk to think of this as mambo jumbo and you know added cost. I think pretty much every developer that I I would, if I introduce myself as running an interior design company, they will just hang up immediately because they just think cost, cost, cost. Someone's coming here to choose a more expensive tiles and more expensive floor. And actually, we don't we don't see each other, ourselves as uh, running an interior design business. We're very much sales and marketing consultants that then also design because we come up with strategy and then we implement everything in-house so that we control. We don't need to go to all of these, these other places. Uh, but really, the success of it for me is what I just mentioned, when it's sold of plan. And we follow up on every project uh, or, or if it's a show home, then obviously it might not be off plan. But the sales factor, you know, the commercial element of it, have you managed to use this to exit a project sooner is like the most important thing for us. That's that's how, how you see success effectively. Yeah, if if you sure. manage to get things done way in advance. And the, and the service we made that success which is why congratulations for getting those two uh that's great but uh, what i want to talk about is uh, you said also about mumbo jumbo and like it's this big like airy fairy thing that i can't quite make into a granular example or to a workable example so after the break I'm gonna, let's talk about in in detail how we can do that for a specific development uh, and we'll do that just after this break I wanted to take a quick break from the show to share a message from our sponsor, C-Link. 
Synica software designed to streamline the process of subcontract procurement. It's a platform that helps SME developers and main contractors stay agile whilst replicating the commercial scale and savvy of large contractors. If you want to save a guaranteed minimum 5% against budget construction costs on your next project, head to www.get.c-link.com slash podcast to find out more. If you're driving or working out right now and didn't catch that URL, don't sweat it. We've included the link in the description box for this episode. Now, let's get back to the show. So I want to get a bit more focused, try and get my feeble construction mind around this. So you want, with everything that you do at the very early stages of a project, you are trying to attract a design-conscious buyer. Now, that can be someone who's a family. It could be a first-time buyer. You've talked about the different uh, people it could be. If we were to say that this is a development with uh, 10 10 apartments and it is for, generally speaking, first-time buyers, what tricks would you use, what tactics would you use to build a spec and build a layout that makes that design-conscious first-time buyer go, wow, I want to live here? So first, it's always layout, and uh, we want our clients to come to us when they purchase the site or maybe ex- exchange, and then we have a couple of uh, months to work together with the architects. We're not architects, so we work together, but we put our sales and marketing hat off uh, on and go, why is this bedroom on this site? Like, this is the sunny side, bedroom should be there, living room should be here, or why is this room so large? You should make this room bigger. Often, if we uh, are early enough, we can also say your staircase is in the wrong place. And because of that, this flat cannot like achieve the best result. Um, so we will look through every single plan, do general arrangement, but also really like move this wall here and, uh, and do this and that. So this is why you have to engage us early enough, because otherwise everything is designed by the architect, structural surveyor. It's all set. Every change is me- mega bucks, right? And sometimes we will see a project and immediately see like which flats will not sell. Uh, and it still really frustrates me that many uh, SME developers go into the build with planning that they purchased because, you know, someone else went out there, got the planning, they wanted planning gain, made the money on the site, sold it off. And then the, the developer just goes blind into it, building that thing which might have been just so that you get the planning. You know, planners love this thing, so I gave them that thing. However, it might be different than what will sell. Um, So we do a lot of educating on this is like the mega thing that you have to think about. And then the second thing is the specification. Um, So they're, uh, you know, designing every element. We are very conscious of detail. Um, and we don't want client or the contractor asking us anything once we're signed the project off. Like that's our goal. Obviously, if they do, and they, sometimes a tile goes out of uh, stock or you know issues happen, that thing cannot be delivered for another three months. Find me something different. That happens, and we will pick up the phone. But really, we don't want our client or us to be bothered because the spec is so detailed, um, and that doesn't include only 
every item that you have to purchase, but it also includes photorealistic CGI's that show you, you know, we want TV units to look like that. We want staircase and entrance to look like that. This is your living room, cornice, etc. Because we have such strong VR team in-house, and they're also interior designers. They just design everything in VR, and then we show the contractor exactly what we want them to achieve. Um, so yeah, the, the the whole idea is, you know, no extras, no stress with the contractor. Uh, when you're signing a contract, you already know what the spec is because it's done so early in a, in a process. You don't need to negotiate or renegotiate later on. Um, so that's that's kind of where our interior design product uh, sits. So you create this really detailed, really granular specification, detailing all of the different products, et cetera, et cetera, all the different um, finishes so that the D&B contractor doesn't come in and say, oh, I'm going to do it for the cheapest possible version of that. So I understand that that means that you get a really rich, good product. But what are the, what are the tricks in terms of the products that you select? Because, I mean, you could, uh, you, you know, you hear about. I can't about... disclose it. No, disclose it. <laughs> I, can, can I just go in there, Paul? Because I think that actually, Caroline, you tell me if you disagree with this, right? But I think you asking what are the tricks is possibly part of the problem that most developers encounter, right? Because with a lot of marketing, the way a lot of, a lot of business, I think a lot of businesses, and from just listening to Carolina, I think a lot of developers well view it as, you build the product and then you go and find people that want what you've built, right? Which is the wrong way to do it you know, we sell software, my background's in B2B. So for B2B, for business to business, you find a problem that someone is having and then you build something to solve that problem. Or if you're in consumer, which this is what we are when you're selling a property normally, you are figuring out what people want and then you're building that thing. So when developers what they're traditionally doing is they're building it and then they might bring Carolina in and say, what cushions should we put here? To cover it up. <laughs> yeah. Whereas How actually, do I cover this crap specification? Yeah, what are the tricks? What 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 should I put here, here and here? When actually you think in the wrong way, maybe. What do you think, Carolina? Yeah, no, that's very, very interesting point of view and well put. Um, we do manage to cover crap specification and then and a bad layout through styling for sure. We've had unbelievable case studies for that, but it's only to a certain extent. Um, so yeah, we we prefer to do it the other way around because we are control freaks, and it really makes me anxious to think about the costs adding up. I've done it myself. I've had bridging loans and had finance on projects and I know that that's that's like the, the biggest driver for what we do and for what I do is helping developers not to have that stress uh, you know because every month that you hold an empty property it all adds up and your profit and your return on investment just goes down the drain um, so uh, every you know everything that we do is focused on how could you not have that stress and how could you have reservations how could you you know move on with your life give contractor everything he needs give the agent everything he needs you're going to find another project because in property you make money where you when you buy right and then everything else is insurance um, so we just want to be that company 
that provides everything for developers so that they can have that state of mind to go and grow their business. But if we if we then go back to your question, Paul, so although I, I think that is the question that most developers, I think, would ask, right? If I think Carolina, you know, we want to bring Carolina in, I believe in that early, but I'm guessing that you're going to get clients that don't do that and we're going to get listeners that haven't done that and they are down the road. So they're probably, what happens then when Paul asked that great question and said, well, I'm past that stage now, so what should I do? I mean, show home is an enormous trick. Enormous, you know. You can play with so many things, the size of sofa, the size of bed, you know, cover stuff up, colors. Uh, if you have a really crazy show home, that, that definitely works. And we had projects that sold 20% of our asking, you know, show homes. So, so I am uh, still a big believer in that. If you are already down the line, um, specification-wise, I think, you know, quality bathrooms, quality kitchens always sell. Um, so if you cannot tweak your interiors anymore, the layouts are already set, uh, then definitely add a really nice worktop or a cool tile. We go with colors as well because that stands out. Everybody buys like the cashmere kitchen or a, a, a gray kitchen you know that that's everywhere everybody paints walls white uh, so we always go for off-white because that's a quite a warm color on the walls so when you come through the door you get that warm feeling uh, which we're which we're always after um, and yeah the kitchens are always something interesting so some some nice worktop that's where we will spend the money also recently i was on a conference um developers conference and uh, a three uh, facilitating a discussion with three estate agents uh, and interestingly one of them said doors and handles are like this big thing because that's what people touch you know the touch points uh, so making sure that you have really grand and, and strong looking doors plus handles is definitely another like trick. Uh, so yeah, worktops, kitchens, bathrooms. So that's your 38 seconds, isn't it? You, you, you go for 38 seconds in there, you touch a door handle, you push through yeah. the door and you think, yeah, yeah, God, yeah. this is a lovely door. They, they touch points. You get, you that's get the- That's so clever, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. And you get the warm feeling from, from the, the color and all of a sudden you think, God, this is a place that I actually am feeling really comfortable in. And I, and I want to be in. It's, 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 it's fascinating stuff. And I think I take on board what you're saying, Liam, that perhaps it's a, uh, like the, the, the approach is not what, what are the tricks? What can I do with this? It's nice to hear about the things about the door, the door handles and, 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 and stuff that can change people's perceptions quite simply. But what you're really saying, Carolina, is that really hone in on the design at the earliest stage possible collaborate with the architect to think about absolutely every single room and the layout of every single room so that there isn't at the end of a scheme one flat that you can't shift yeah. because you didn't think about yeah. it and then if you can't shift that flat you can't release all your profits you can't go to the next project you'll only be kicking yourself at the time so get in early have some a, a team focused on the interior design the layout the spec all those granular things so that before you've even started construction is what you're really hoping for, right? Is to actually shift them and move on um, and start to think about your next projects and so on. It, it makes perfect sense. It's putting hard work and doing the heavy lifting very, very early so that by the time you're, um, before you're even at the ugly construction stage, you're already thinking about your next project because so many people that we speak to are, are stuck 
on their projects waiting for the last few units to shift yeah. before they can get onto their next one because they haven't got the money or whatever, whatever. So it makes it makes perfect sense. I think it's uh, really, really interesting. And um, yeah, took took only took five years to figure that out. But here it is, my knowledge for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is it is excellent. I mean, I think. Uh, there's loads of other things, honestly, that I would like to uh, talk to you about at some point, Caroline, about how you can do clever things with design and construction. But I think maybe that's a, a conversation for a different day. One thing I've, I have been desperate to ask you ever since I first started speaking to you is I see that in 2012 you completed the round the world yacht race. <laughs> You've got to tell me how that was. Just a part of it. I only went from China to uh, San Francisco. Nice. Across the Northern Pacific in a winter time. <laughs> so yeah, it was very cold, and I was um, I was sitting on deck thinking, uh, I really envy people that are going to work right now back in the UK. <laughs> really? So yeah, very hard work, but I recommend it to everyone. Like, if you want a major challenge uh, in your life and appreciate uh, the little things. Uh, coffee at home they're definitely spending a month on the northern pacific uh, when it's minus five degrees and you're freezing is is the way to to go it's an eye-opener isn't yeah, it yeah for sure fascinating fascinating yeah. well look i think it's it's been such a pleasure to have you on here i think i'll say thank you to our mutual friend uh, piragash of uh, totem finance for introducing us and um, we'll be putting details of uh, Carolina and Adam Sheik's website in the podcast description. And uh, maybe we'll welcome you back at some time in the future, Carolina. It's been really, really yeah. good to have you here. Send um, in your questions, guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, send, send in your questions. All the tricks. She's got them all. Um, the there's got to be more tricks. <laughs> there's got to be more. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Carolina. Half an hour is not enough. Exactly. Um, and I'll see, you ne- I'll see you next week, Curls. See you next week, Paul. Nice to meet you, Carolina. Thank Cheers, you. then. Thank Bye. You. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.